When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. I'm your co-host, Marshall St. Patrick Hewitt, and back with me. I mean, he was back already for the previous episode, but back with me in high definition with a working Wi-Fi <laughs> is the other host of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast, Santoki Nagulendran. Santoki, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, listen, Mash, we're living, we're living in historic times, you know, the, the Wi-Fi is not cutting anymore, life is good, but, you know, as you said, we recorded yesterday, just yesterday, we done an interview with Roshan Primus, if you haven't checked that out, go check it out on our YouTube channel, and as we always say, the saying is always true, never a dull day in West Indies cricket, I guess we can kind of call this an emergency episode, we've had to drop an episode reacting to the news, Mash, that Andre Coley has been appointed as interim head coach of the West Indies senior men's team for the tours to Zimbabwe and South Africa. Now we're going to di- dissect this breaking news mash. And I guess when we thought about who could we get on to join us in this analysis, there was only one person we could think of. A returning guest, regular viewers will be familiar with him. Mash, do you want to give him the intro? Well, I'm assuming it's Sean Paul. Isn't he your <laughs> brethren? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's it's not Sean Paul. Although him and San Tokyo are now big brethren, it's not Sean Paul. It is a it is another Jamaican though, uh, and we're, we're delighted to get on Jerome Foster. Loads of you will remember Jerome from basically any time we've done anything with regards to looking at Jamaica, Jamaican cricket, the Scorpions, Talawas, whatever it might be. We're always getting Jerome on because, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to anything to do with uh, Jamaican cricket. Jerome is your guy. He's 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 the guy who's going to give you all the details you need to know about what's going on. So without any further ado, ado, uh, let me welcome Jerome onto the show. Jerome, how you doing? I'm great, Marshall. I'm Santoki. How is it? Good, good, good. Welcome, yeah. Jerome. How's everything with you then? Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad to be here. Probably not in this capacity, but it's always great to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> So, so listen, Jerome, Santoki said it right from the top of the show. Andre Coley is the new interim head coach for the West Indies men's cricket team. He will lead, uh, he will be the coach, sorry, the head coach for both Zimbabwe and South Africa, which is a long stint, a long stint. It's Coley's, or Cooley, I should say Coley, um, Andre Cooley's um, um, appointment might be a surprise in and of itself, but an interim head coach position isn't a surprise. I think there was a lot of inklings that they were the, the cricket West Indies were always going to go via the interim head coach position. 
Um, certainly whilst they had to wait for this big report that they've that they said they're going to do with Lara and Mickey Arthur and high uh, uh judge, I think is it Judge Robinson, I can't remember, or Judge Judge Thompson, um, High Court judge looking at what went wrong in West Indies cricket with the with the previous World Cup and this, that, and the other. So before we even get into Andre Cooley's appointment, do you think an interim head coach is the right thing to do for Zimbabwe and South Africa? Initially, I was against it um, because I didn't see the purpose of having an interim coach on such a tough tour, especially South Africa. But then when I really analyzed the situation, it's best to have somebody like that because after the, the T20 debacle, a lot of talks have been made and then feel stepping away. Between now, which is December, you only have a month before the next tours. So how is it that you're going to get somebody to come into this almost like a sore, to be quite honest? It's, it's, it's been festering for some time. It's not a surprise that it's interim for me because it had to go that way because you want the new person to come in with some time on his hands or her hands <laughs> to determine what, what they want to do going forward. Probably give them a chance to watch a couple of regional games um, mm. to get an understanding of the culture, the traditions, etc before you get into the main course, which is coaching the, the elite team. So it's not a surprise to go in terms. Some may, may find it a little bit of a testing situation because another country, probably like an England or even a, a India, might not go to an interim at this stage because they're saying that it's a month and they have enough quality coaches around their countries to find, to, to suitably fill the position. But in our case, the debriefing hasn't even come into Cricket West Indies as yet. They haven't really gotten the report as yet. So what is it that you're going to be appointing the new coach on? What is it that he's going to be working on? So mm. the interim is probably the best option at this point. Santoki, your thoughts? Yeah, I think Andre Coley, obviously, he's been well over a decade working in the regional system, various teams, you know, Jamaica Scorpions, assistant for Jamaica Talawas in CPL. He's worked with the Windward Islands, the High Performance Academy. Bearing in mind that sort of knowledge and experience, were you surprised that his appointment as interim head coach or do you think this is like he's, he's deserving of this moment? Yeah, it's a bit of a surprise to me that he was selected because we were hearing rumours about Darren Sami possibly being... The, the interim coach for, for, for the South African tour. Remember, this, the Zimbabwe was always in the schedule, but he didn't know when it was going to be yeah. played. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. just confirmed recently. So we were hearing Darren Sami at one stage. Um, I spoke with Jimmy on December 9, I think, at Savannah Park, the, the Friday that Brazil lost that, that World Cup game. That, I think that's December 9. Yeah. Wait, Jerome, Jerome, were you warning or were you not carrying Brazil, though? <laughs> I, the, the the former the former I was actually more <laughs> yeah. yeah so he was he was part of the the level one coaching course um along with uh, Chris Brabazon and and, and another co- and Andre Coley mm-hmm. all three were at Sabina Park on the final day that was a Friday and I asked him about the put the the situation of the coaching and he said that he would be an interim coach. He didn't mention to me if it was going to be a local or foreign intern, but normally when you go intern, it's somebody within the system. So I was thinking probably Graham West or another coach probably um, from Guyana that has been around the team for some time now, Griffith. Um, 
he has been around the team for some time. So I was thinking that along that line because Coley is a part of the emerging team. I was saying that you probably want to have the continuity of not really breaking up the emerging players who are at the academy to continue working with their coach. But I, looking at it, it's probably the best option because he has been around the setup before. He has mm. been around the team with Phil Simmons. I understood that Phil wanted him back around the setup when Phil came back into the post in 2019, but he was a part of the Jamaica Scorpion squad and it was too early into his stint with the Scorpions. He didn't leave at that time. So he was always thought about or bonded about of being around the team. And he's highly rated as well by Cricket West Indies because he did give up the Jamaica Scorpions work to get to, into that Cricket West Indies Academy. So he's always there, thereabouts. He's part of the performance camps. He's part of the A teams. He has been a part of um, Windward Islands Volcanoes. I th- I'm almost sure that they won the Super yeah. 50 with him as a coach in 2018. The Scorpions mm. got a final with him. Um, Four-day cricket hasn't been the best for us in recent times, but you saw a change in how he was approaching things. So maybe it's it's the best option at this point for Cricket West Indies. Santoki, if I just just come to you, because I'm I'm going to look at this in kind of a football analogy, right? If a manager loses their job, falls on their sword, whatever you want to call it with Phil, right? You normally would go within the setup and say, carry us through until such a point that we have now appointed a new manager. And as Jerome says, when you actually look at Andre's um, CV, it's by local standards, it's extensive. He was the assistant to Phil when we won in 2016, the the, the T20 World Cup. Uh, Jerome is correct. Uh, Andre was the head coach for Wimwood Islands when they they won um, Super 50 in 2018. He's assisted the women's team. I think he stepped into the breach, actually, when the women's team... Was it when they went to England? I can't remember, but he stepped yeah, into the... Yeah, after the World Cup. After the World yeah. Cup that we had a bad time. Yeah, he actually stepped in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So he stepped in for the women's team uh, as well. Um, he was the head coach when Bangladesh A came earlier this year for the for the A-team matches that we played. Of course, he's with West Indies Academy. He was part of the initial... Um, high performance center at Cave Hill. So all of those players like Jason Holder and Craig Brathwaite and all that lot who've come through from that era. In fact, he was the head coach when that era, Holder Brathwaite came third in the under nineteen World Cup. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in, in twenty ten. So yeah, I, if I think of it as a football analogy, and you're like, boy, we don't have a manager. We need to. We need somebody from within who just knows the setup. Santoki, you, you can't get more extensive than this. Yeah, exactly, Masho. I think um, it'd be interesting to see what the fan reaction is in the coming days. But I think because he's not a quote-unquote big name, it'll probably be a low-key reaction in terms of appointment. But Mash, you said his credentials, his experience of working in the system, he knows the system inside and out. So you'd think he'd be well-placed at the helm. But Jerome, it'd be interesting to get your thoughts. Do you think there's any chance of him being appointed permanent? head coach. If, for instance, he went to Zimbabwe and South Africa and we, we secured wins in both series, do you think there's any possibility he could be head coach? Or do you think literally they just see him as an interim head coach? No matter what happens in these series, they'll move on to a different name come uh, June, July. It would be it would be a bad thing to have him know as an interim and then just shovel him into the, the head coach position based on a, 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 a short-term result because if you had him as your mainstay from the go then might as well you would have appointed him now and seeing that you Mm -hmm. take us forward from here we believe in you we believe in you 
obviously he's going to be having the thoughts that he wants to coach West in his team. I think that is that is his ultimate objective. He 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 probably won't say it publicly, but I don't I don't I don't think he should be the man going forward. I I, I believe he has to be the person who guides our local coaches because he's far more qualified than our territorial coaches to take the game forward. And it's a reason why he's going around the region to mm. help upskill the coaches because he has a far greater education in terms of cricket and, and, and his understanding and so on and delivering the courses. So he could be the man bet- between the head coach who should come in, I think, and the cricket and the director of cricket. So he's basically the feeder towards the rest of the coaches around the region. So, so in football terms, Jerome's basically saying there's there's no Oli Gunnar Solskjaer story here. There's, there's, no, there's no, opportunity. no, no, no. I, it would be it would be difficult if in in my in my even though he understands the players and he's been he's familiar with majority of the players like Blackwood and Bradwick and Hold and so on. I think the West Indies need the team now need somebody that they are not familiar with. They they need different ideas and different mindset and. It could be somebody from the region still, but you just need somebody that they're not really used to. They don't want to get too comfortable. Um, you want a different form of planning, a different form of t- um, tactics and so on, rather than what you've been accustomed to for 10, 12 years. Because players, it's not really just players, it's human beings. It's, where, it's who you're familiar with, you behave most nonchalant with. It's who mm-hmm. you're familiar with, you get into a comfort zone. with. You, you know, you're not that people, not that, Andre is not a disciplinarian because when he was around the Scorpions, players had to know themselves and players had to behave in a specific way, even in the venue. Certain things you couldn't say, certain things you couldn't do. You had to respect the media and so on. Previously, coaches or players would shy away from the media and don't want to talk. He ensured that at some point you spoke to the media, but he, there was a process. You had to speak to him first. You had to be sending things. Had, so he is a disciplinarian by himself, but I'm, I'm putting it in to a perspective where the current setup, our test team is actually doing better than the other teams. Mm. The rest of the teams, it needs a, a serious shaking up. It needs something different. It needs revitalizing. It needs some different minds coming into it, different planning, um, a different way of playing, a different style of playing. I don't know who that coach is going to be, but I don't think he, sh- he is that person to, to take us forward. Two questions I've got off the back of that, drone. First one's quite easy. When the new coach comes in, let's say it's an overseas coach. Argument's sake, it's an overseas coach. Actually, even if it's not, would you keep Andre around the setup? Or would you say you're, you're better served going back to the academy and helping the next generation of cricketers? Um, well, if the, if the new coach comes in, naturally he would want his assistant, I, I would assume. But mm. Andre has to play a pivotal role between the South Africa series and the series that comes after that. I think that is the Pakistan series after. I think we'll go back to Pakistan after that. Mm. Is How is he going to be translating our information from the previous series to the new series? What is it he's going to be telling the coaches? Obviously, coaches sit and watch cricket now and everybody has data and everybody can see the details of players and so on. But in terms of the style that you want to apply, the style that you saw, the whole players are reacting to different things. You want that information coming from him. And he's playing a pivotal role now in the, in the high performance of the academy. Mm. I wouldn't want to really trouble that because, as you saw, 
in the cricket in the Super 50 recently. You had a lot of potential players there, but they still need a lot of development. And he yes, has started yes. that development. I, I don't I don't think you want different signals to be going towards him now. You want continuous message from the same person going towards him before that cohort is 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 finished. So I will finish with him there first and then we take it from there. So the new coach should get a clean slate and decide where he wants to go from from. Secondly, before just before Santoki comes back in. Just looking at the Scorpions, <laughs> what did, in your mind, Andre, beyond like the disciplinarian approach, in terms of the cricket, because um, the first season, I think we came fifth um, yeah. in the four day, and then the 20, the it the 2021 year. Super 50, we came semifinals, I think, in, in, in that one. Um what did you see with his work with the Scorpions, which, and I'm talking now on the field or in development, where he thought actually he maybe helped this particular player develop or you saw a certain change in the fielding. Like I know he was big on fitness when he, when he, when he was there. So what type of things did you see that you think might serve him well um, transitioning to the senior men's uh, regional side? Patience, especially with the butters. He was mm. always trying to have them to bat a certain amount of balls per, per match. Um, the batting, as poor as it was for majority of the years um, after our 2012 success, in 2019, 2020, especially when Jermaine Blackwood got back mm. into the West Indies team and Nkrumah Bona got back into the West Indies team, you had the team actually batting towards a particular goal and they were trying to bat 120 overs. They were trying to bat 110 overs. They were trying to bat a lot of balls. And he's always focusing on the batting aspect because mentally, he feels majority of the game is played with the brain. So he was focusing on concentration, having the players batting for longer periods. Um, he was instilling a lot of values into your wicket as to put more value on your wicket, more purchase on your wicket, and make it difficult for people to get you out. So you saw that with even people like Paul Palmer Jr., who yeah. excelled in that in that year as well the year that blackwood and bonner got back into the west indies team he did extremely well he was on the cusp of of the west indies team he got into the west indies a team um he was part of i think a 35-month squad name that was supposed to be going to england or something like that so you saw a couple of players coming through wiki keeper romain morris was was one of those players marquino minley you know he was always good enough nicholson gordon was probably one of the big revelations under his tenure so John Campbell got back into the West Indies team as well under his stewardship. So those type of players and their performances under him, they would give him a lot of credit for what he did. And when you go to the when you when he went to Sabina Park, even the COVID nineteen days, he always had a strict regiment as to how he went about things. And players had to had to show up, even though you had to be training in in small um, groups. You had mm. players there had to turn up every day to complete their their fitness standards and do their batting and their bowling and their drills and so on. So he's big on that, but he's, he's very big on batting, mm. improving the batting. That is main, his main aspect and goal in any team. Even the other day at the, the level one course where he was, the drills were centered around batsmanship and improving batsmanship and what you can learn from young players and what coaches can do to, to young batters rather than, dictating to them how to play because the game keeps on evolving 
Um, mm. I think recently I heard Ben Duckett saying um, the, the sweep shot is almost like a forward defensive for him now. In 1970-1980, playing the sweep shot was almost a new dawn. Mm. So he's basically telling coaches now that, listen, take what the players have and improve it. Don't try to force your values and your principles. Show them the right way. But still, if they have qualities, you basically enhance and nourish it rather than try to diminish it. So he's, he's very good at those type of things. So that is why I'm saying you need him around the setup. Mm. I don't think you can have him as your, your main core, your main coach, I should say, not course, your main coach, because he should be the one that helps to push the West Indian way that has been preached about and, and talked about for some time now. Mm-hmm. Michelle, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you briefly because this 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 will purely be based on on your opinion. But obviously, we don't know whether Andre is going to be part of the selection panel like Phil Simmons was, or what input he's going to have into the composition of of the side. But bearing in mind the the work he's done regionally and his work with the Jamaica Scorpions, do you think this would be a perfect opportunity to bring in someone like a Brandon King into the side? Do you think Brandon King would look at this appointment and think, okay, this is a good opportunity, or do you just think as an interim coach he's gonna it's gonna be quite conservative and kind of be led by what Desmond Haynes sort of selects as lead selector? I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Jerome, I saw Jerome smiling when you mentioned Brandon King. So, but that's uh, listen, if Brandon King's not selected for this. Uh, Zimbabwe tour I don't know if he ever will be selected it's now or never as far as I'm concerned um, it's going to be in, do you know what's going to be interesting to me Santoki is when and I say this with respect when Phil and like Pollard and Puran etc were captains and this and the other it was too easy for people to do the whole ah oh, the Trinis they're running West Indies cricket I don't think they're going to do that as much with um, Andre at the helm because Who's really arguing that Jamaicans are running West Indies cricket? <laughs> Who's really making that argument? So, so he may, Andre actually may be a stabilising force in so much as taking a lot of heat away from focusing on just the head coach and should they be there, should they not be there and so on and so forth. But ultimately going back to your question, Brandon King, I'd call him up in an, in an, in an instant. I don't, I don't think that should even be debatable but then the, i guess that's why i made the point about jamaica if king got a call up i it wouldn't surprise me people went oh just because there's a, a jamaican head coach brandon king now gets a call but i think the rational thought process should be now's the time to introduce some players um mm-hmm. for this zimbabwe tour because it doesn't count for anything we're not we're not going to get too many quote unquote free tours where we can basically experiment this is one jerome do you want to jump in there yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I've not, I've never been a big fan of the the small talk about people selecting people from countries and so on. But it's West Indies cricket, and things do happen. Um, Shea Hope, I, I criticized him heavily here in Jamaica for his lack of form in Test match cricket and his lack of commitment to to changing his his technical, uh, well, technical improvement of making technical improvements to help his red ball cricket and getting back into red ball cricket. Shea Hope, Brandon King, I think those two players should be given a chance on the next two tours. As as bad as Hope's record has been for the last one, before he was dropped for three years, it was abysmal. But the way how I see our batting is going, 
these two players can actually um, offer things to our batting. Devon Thomas made his, his debut recently. Um, he was one of the top scorers, obviously, in regional cricket. But somebody like a Brandon King, who has been around your white ball team, is basically the one that you're going to be centering around your 50-over team from now on, based on what I'm seeing happening with, with the white ball team, with people opting out of tours and people not being available, etc. He's always there. He should be given that opportunity now. It's, it's, it's where, as a selector, I don't think you can just use what is in front of you, especially with our state of cricket. We only play 10 regional games. Mm. Our players are not usually available to play even six of those games because of other commitments. Um, I think his last four-day innings, he actually made 100, if I'm not mistaken, Brandon. Mm. So what is it that you're going to be using to select him going forward? He has been the top scorer in the C in CPL, did well in Super 50, wasn't the top scorer, obviously, but he did well again. There has to come to a point where you're probably going to sh shuffle him into the team or shovel him into the team. Probably not start the first test or start the second test, but have him around that group or have him as part of your core batting group where you want to take going forward. Because when you look at it, Nkrumah Bona is in his 30s. Jermaine Blackwood mm -hmm. is in his 30s. Craig Brathwaite, he has been around for forever, but he's just about getting into his 30s, right? Mm. Um, Shamar Brooks is in his 30s. Where is it that you're going to get your next set of battles from? You have to start molding those players. Devon Thomas made his debut in his 30s as well. So that's five players that I just called that played in the last test. Five. And those mm. players are in the top. Well, Bonner didn't play, but he was part of the squad. Those players are in your top seven. So that is the core of the batting you have to find some form of continuity you have to find some succession planning in the mix but andre doesn't like chaos he doesn't like mass hysteria he doesn't like a lot of media around the team he doesn't like a lot of noises coming out of the camp a lot of news coming out so he's going to keep things in his way as i mentioned earlier in terms of being a disciplinarian so he's going to keep things quiet around the team you're probably not going to have certain things coming out about selection and players were called and they weren't available. And because <laughs> even yeah, because even in Jamaica, when players believe that they were not given a fair opportunity to play, it's almost as if he just hold them by the shoulder around the neck and say, Hey, next time you'll get an opportunity to do so. Or this is what we're doing. Because he was a big campaigner for youth and going forward, because he thought. The Scorpions um, lacked direction for a couple of years. He was saying that he didn't know if the team was prepared to win or the team was prepared for development. He just had chopping and changing and random selection of players all over the place. So with him, I don't know, as Santoki said, I don't know how much of an impact your input is going to have in terms of the composition of the squad. But I'm sure whenever he gets a chance, and he must have something to say about the team, um, he's going to put a valid case in terms of forward thinking and planning and development. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like Brandon is a part of the team. Santoki, Jerome said no media around the team. You know. what, what are you saying? <laughs> Caribbean Cricket Podcast done out here. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 no, no, when I say no media, I say you can't just bombard the team and do what you want and just speak to anybody you want to speak to. You have to go through a, a, a set protocol, etc. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't just turn up with your cameras and say, hey, I want to talk to you, I want to talk. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Listen, Santoki, I'll, I'll, I'll let you um close this one off. 
Yeah, I guess I guess there's one one final closing question, Jerome. If you could have your wish as to who would be the next West Indies permanent head coach, at this point in time, who would you go with? Uh, my first option was Shiv. Uh, I don't know how, how much that can work now that his son is in the team, but my first <laughs> my first option was Shiv. Um, based on what he was doing with the Talawas, what I saw, what I heard coming out of the, out of the, the camp, uh, some of the players um, expressed a lot of uh, satisfaction with how he went about business, how detailed he was, um, how he was continuously relaying information and how to improve. As much as the competition was short, he was still able to help a couple of players and to help them improve their game. And they spoke highly about him. Um, well, he, he stepped down from the, the women's work in USA. I don't know if that is a signal to us that he's probably going to take the job, but that is one. Um, ideally, I want somebody from overseas. I don't have a name as yet, but I need somebody from overseas. That's what I was thinking initially. And when I saw Mickey Arthur's name in the mm. in the review structure, I was assuming that he was going to be the coach because why would he be be detailing and running through our process of um, what happened in Australia and we'll take the game forward and how we do things, unless he's just a good friend of the director of the cricket or a good friend of cricket West Indies. Why would he be doing such a job? So, and I wouldn't have a problem with Mickey because Mickey yeah, I'd have, brings. I'd have no problem with that if it's Mickey. Mickey Arthur, no problem. Yeah, Mickey brings a lot of ruthlessness. He brings a lot of discipline. He's detailed. As much as he's going to ask players to do homework, he's he's going to he's going to give you something. He's going to achieve something. He's going to bring up two or three players through the rounds. Every every country that he has been to, you have seen it. Sri Lanka has Patham Nisanka now, who is doing extremely well came through his hands pakistan he's always honored somebody there australia he went there south africa were number one under him and so on so i had him as my number one but shiv is is the next best for me listen i might have to we might have to clip that match because if if we get the two no win in zimbabwe and two no win in south africa jerome <laughs> might be coming on saying andre at the wheel man give him the contract <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the final thing, you know, before we do actually wrap up, because the one thing none of us have actually said, okay, yeah, they've announced that what's actually more intriguing to me is who's actually going to be Andre's backroom staff. That's yeah, what's that was... So I'm going to just throw a name out there, and this might sound ridiculous, and I know he'll listen to this episode as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy goes to help Ooh. him out. I wouldn't be surprised. Just because I'm thinking who... He can't take all of the academy staff with him because they have to stay back in, in Antigua. Sure. So would he take like a Kirtley Ambrose as a bowling coach? Who's actually going to go with him? And remember, they've announced that Roddy Eswick has left, Monty Desai has left, so they're going to need a whole brand new team. So I'm just... Do you think that's ridiculous to say that Jimmy no. might have to go and help him? No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be. And it wouldn't be surprising as well because remember, he was he did something like that in Sri Lanka, I think. Um, mm. when uh, there was a coaching situation and Floyd Reefer was there, I think, for some time. Or it was Bangladesh, when Rothman... Yeah, with Nick, Nick Potter, I think, it, yeah. Nick Potter, yeah. And Rothman had to captain a couple of the games. And Jimmy was there to help out with the team as well. So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised with this, the Kirtley Ambrose thing as well. Because Sir Kirtley assisted the Talawas um, recently, where Andre Coley was the assistant to Shin. So mm. that wouldn't be... That wouldn't be a surprise either. That's actually a good guess. But I'm not surprised that Roddy and, and Monty Desai were told not to 
not to think about it because it's to me it's almost remember that you're looking forward these two mm. guys have been under the previous regime so it would make total sense to keep them around the players any longer when you're looking for something different going forward as much as we're going to be playing what six tests for this year yeah um you're going to play four so next the new coach is probably going to have two but for those two you want your best options going forward and i don't think honestly i don't think and it's not bashing anybody here i don't think roddy can do any more he -hmm. did extremely well up to 2018 2019 but things have really tapered off with our fast bowling in recent times um so i think that is probably the, the wise thing to do probably was a cricket West Indies decision as well to yeah to yeah. just offload those those that's those people yeah santoki what are you saying i think it'll also be interesting to see if we do actually go with one single head coach i mean i know johnny graves has hinted in the media that he would prefer split captain split formats at this point in time but obviously that depends depends on the budget and the finances but I think the way cricket is going and how distinct the formats are at the moment, it's going to be very hard if it is one head coach to balance sort of test cricket, one day ODI cricket and T20 cricket. So it'd be interesting to see what route they take in that regard as well going forward. But, but when, you, when you look at the when you look at the, the teams that use the two coaches, though, it's not a lot of teams. It's just England and... Well, it is just England, really, because mm. India did it when they're trying to give Rahul Dravid some rest. Australia did it when they're giving Andrew McDonald some time to refresh his mind or so on. They give a, a coach to lead a tour somewhere that they probably don't want to go because of safety issues or family issues. So it's not really the way that you probably want to go in the West Indies setup because I don't think our player, because we don't have the, the same quality of T20 players that we had before, yeah. where you probably could just say, all right, we had a good core of players there and we could just have a set of a different coach to work with that team because that team is actually a super team and yeah. you probably can do certain things. What we need going forward is that we need our best players probably playing all the formats. Yeah. The way how we're the way how we're struggling now. So to have that one goal and one direction is probably the best thing to do. And I don't think enough coaches are out there as well. Because of all these T twenty leagues around the world. You're not going to have all the high quality coaches for you to, to really say that you want to split here and split there um, to do your best for your country. So it's going to be difficult and it needs a lot of money as well because yeah. for England to keep Baz McCollum just a test cricket, they have to pay him some certain amount of money <laughs> because he was at KKR. Yeah. I think I think the problem I think the problem for West Indies is um like you said Jerome rightly before the T20 team was excellent so if we ha- when we had the head coach if you took licks in Test cricket at least you had T20 cricket there to give you some salvation now you're getting cast out all three formats it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of mental strength for whoever comes in to be getting cast out all year round. <laughs> exactly. Listen, it's, it's also worth pointing out as well that we only play six Test matches so we yeah. even if we even if we had one coach for Test matches. What you what? How much you paying them for six test matches in in a year? Exactly. Like, so that that person would have to be a local. We'd have to do a tapper and just a get tapper. a local coach. Yeah, local coach. Yeah, Listen, Jerome. We're gonna, yeah. That's the perfect way to end the show. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you for coming on as ever, Jerome, and. Um, Listen, we're going to try and bring you back on. Once we know who the backroom staff 
is and when we get a few more announcements and stuff we're going to bring you back on to try dissect that as well but um thank you so much for coming on man no problem no worries santo any last words before we wrap this one up no thank you for jerome for coming on and mash who knows when we'll be recording another episode it could be tomorrow with west indies quickie you never know what's going to happen day to day man so keep locked everyone stay tuned we'll be back soon (laughs) thank you and good night people (laughs) 